the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Brothers and sisters, doors of opportunity have been opened to us by God that no man can shut on us. Open doors of opportunity that'll only benefit us when we walk through. You see, if we don't walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, then we'll never receive or achieve the things that God has for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for us so that we can step into all the things and all the assignments that God has for us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Romans chapter 12. Drop down to verse 17. Verse 17, recompense to no man evil for evil. Everybody in here. <gasps> yep, it's in there twice. It's in another spot. Here he's saying right here in Romans, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Why is that? Because if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceable with all men. If it be possible, everybody say, oh, as much as in it, as lieth in you, everybody say, oh, live peaceable with all men. Did he say all men? That includes the one that jammed you, jacked you. Now, see, most people misuse this scripture. They'd be like, look, it said be live peaceable with what men as, as much as lie in you. That just don't lie in me. So I don't went to my limit and that's it. No, that's not what it's talking about. Because remember, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. And that's what's in you. And so, and, and since that's what's in you, then don't, if that's what's in you, then you got the ability to be able to take a licking and keep on ticking, to keep on letting love be without dissimulation, to keep on not rendering evil for evil and railing for railing. Hey man, and live peaceable with folk. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. That's in the Bible, but rather give place unto wrath. I want to say place on the raft. Don't be thinking that he's saying, oh, good. I can give raft a place in my life. No, that's not what he's talking about. Because the next thing say, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Now, see, that means don't you go trying to get vengeance. Leave it up to me. See, this is a good word. God said, leave it to me. 
I say a lot of people be like, okay, well, Lord, get them. <laughs> Jag them, hurt them. Because you, you know what they did. This is a good word. Leave it up to God. God's going to forgive. In many situations, leave it up to God. God forgives. Some of y'all say, well, see, I ain't leaving it up to you then. <laughs> well, you just cut off your inheritance. You just cut off your blessing. So I hope you really get off while you're hurting them. Because you're going to be left off from getting what God has in store for you. So if that's worth it to you, go right ahead, my brother and sister. Let some vengeance out. Just, just let the wrath out. Because you ain't going to have nothing else. You might as well. I mean, just, just I mean, I tell people, if you're going to hell, just bust it wide open. I mean, just hit it hard. I mean, if, you, if you're going to do something, do it strong. And if you're going to lose out on your inheritance, go out strong. <laughs> just going to mess it all up by just holding it against this person that did something to you. And just cut off all your, you're going to be broke because they said something to you. You're going to stay sick because they said something to you. You go ahead and let the angels back up off of you, the ones that's supposed to be protecting you. Say, well, I can't do nothing because I'm supposed to honor the word of God. And if they ain't honor it, I can't help them. So that you open the door up for your family to get jacked, your children to get jacked, sickness to be able to come into the house and then permeate itself. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's worth it. Go ahead. Just so that you can just let them have a piece of your mind. So that you can just 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 see them hurt. While I'm laying up jacked up too. <laughs> oh, broke as get out. If I, does that sound stupid to anybody? Yes. Good, good. Make sure you tell your friend when you see him. <laughs> Verse 20, 20 tells you what to do since that sounds stupid to you. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. And don't put no strychnine in it. <laughs> if he thirsts, Give him drink and don't spit in it. For in so doing, thou shalt heat coals of fire on his head. Let's see, some folk be like, I get to heap coals of fire on his head? All right, now God flowing. Now, no, see, never superimpose your 20th century Americanized mentality onto a first century Eastern book. This ain't like putting barbecue coals on folks' heads and stuff like that and letting them burn. This is talking about making it comforting and comfortable for them. Because back in that area, like at night, it get cold in a mug. It's hot in a mug in the daytime, cold in a mug at night. And they used to take the coals in the fire, and then they used to wrap them up in the midst of those turbans. They had this way of doing it. I don't know how to do it. I beat them burn somebody up while doing it. <laughs> but they know how to take and select the right coals and put them up in the middle of the turban and wrap it up in such a way where they stay comfortable at night. And it keeps them from freezing and being cold. So you are making it comfortable for them by doing this. And I'm some of y'all thinking like make it comfortable for them when they heard me, you missed the teaching. No, make it comfortable for yourself, although they hurt you. Because the moment that you heap coals of fire on their head, make it comfortable for them, you've just authorized God to make it comfortable for you. But if you don't make it comfortable for them, God said, I can't hook you because it's tied together. Before you start talking about the mountains, get this forgiveness. Unforgiveness out of the inside of you. He said, he said, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. 
And if he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing it, thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. I love this because it sets out the clear distinction of the two choices that exist with each and every one of us when evil enters into our life. And evil always enters into our life. Sometimes through spouses, family members, sons, daughters. Come on up in here. Parents, because parents can be tripping. Amen. Sometimes it's co-workers, friends, family, neighbors, all over them. Everybody. Somebody going to do you wrong. Have you ever noticed any time you get ready to move forward into the things that God has in store for you? Here comes something happening. And if he can't get you through the people that are outside because you all loved up with them, God said, well, let's see what you're made of. I'm coming right in your house. And I'm going to have somebody in there jam you. Somebody in there play you like they ain't supposed to play you. Let's see what you're made of. You say all that, let's see what you're made of. And he coming straight at you. You got two choices, brothers and sisters, when evil entered in your house. Either you can be overcome by evil. Ask me, how do I know when you overcome by evil? When you start responding evil to evil. When you start responding evil to evil. It just overcame you. Because now it controls you. Now it tells you what to do, what to say, how to conduct yourself. It tells you whether you're going to have a good day or not. It tells you whether you can go to the fellowship with all these powerful ladies over there or whether you stuck at the door and can't go no further. It tells you. Tells you whether or not there's going to be a wonderful day or not. Get a phone call. Be all la-di-da all day. La-di-da. Having a good time running through the tulips, singing songs and stuff like that. Oh, how wondrous is the name of the Lord. Oh, wow. Oh, how. Hold up. My phone. How wondrous. Hello? What? Just took you. Snatched you. Just took, just took you. It's, you mind. You smile when I say smile. You mind. You grin when I say grin. Forget that moving forward through your open door. Sit your tail down right here. You ain't going no further. You stuck in 1974 when they jammed you. You don't understand. They cheated on me. What year was that? 69? 69? As in 1969? Dang. You'll never make me cry again. No, they do it every time you think about it. Amen. Choice number one is to be overcome of evil. Choice number two is to overcome evil. But the Bible tells you how to overcome evil. Look at that. Next two words. With good. So the way you overcome evil is with good. But that's not the way we was taught. Backing up to Romans 12, 1 and 2. That's not the way we was taught. We were not taught to overcome evil with good. We're told to overcome evil with more evil. They hit you, hit hit them harder. If they play you wrong, push them as far away from you as possible. Say, you get up out of here. I want to see you again until you learn how to act like you got some sense. I'll slap your teeth down your throat if I ever see you again. Now, now there's a place for parenting. Don't mistake me. Don't be letting folk run ruling crazy up in the crib. But the other side of the coin is, is make sure you overcome evil with good. Amen. The way you overcome evil is with good. Because, see, the world system teaches us the opposite. But the world system is established by Satan. Who comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. 
So since he's coming to still, still in control, he's put together a system that helps him to do that in the midst of your life. And we walk right in line with it by operating the way he wants us to. Evil for evil, railing for railing, jamming them for jamming them. We treat the people good who treated us good, but treat us wrong. O-C-O-C-O-C. You done messed up here. Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. See, Jesus had to reteach his people this. Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to show you how important this is. Matthew chapter 5. We're going to look here on what's called the Sermon of the Mount. Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus was giving a sermon up on a mount. That's why it was called Sermon on the Mount. He was on a mountain giving a sermon. Praise God. Nothing deep about it. It's Sermon on the Mount. Praise God. Jesus didn't call it Sermon on the Mount. Theologians called it Sermon on the Mount. Praise God. Amen. So it's like, amen. But this is technically speaking, VBBS1 knows that this is Jesus' very first recorded public sermon. His very first recorded public sermon. The reason why we say recorded because it's the one that they talked about in the scripture. We don't know this is the first one he ever spoke. We just know this is the first one that they recorded. And so, but we'll accept it because it's the first one he wanted us to know about. So, he said in verse 1, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Stop for a second. <laughs> you got to understand. When you taught the opposite for years, and that's all you know is the opposite, when somebody come and tell you what's truth, you think they tripping. You kind of like look at them and say, you done lost your mind. But see, Jesus was teaching the people the correct way of thinking. BBBS1 knows that the theme of Sermon on the Mount is? You've heard it said, but I say. I know that's what you heard. I know that's what you learned. I know that's what they taught you. But I, the truth and the light, say this is the way it is. I know you heard and was taught that this is the way that you ought to conduct yourself and that you ought to just cut them off because of what they did. But I'm going to teach you the real way to conduct yourself so that you can be blessed. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, somebody might think, now, wait a minute. If I'm poor in spirit, I'm blessed. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Verse 4, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I know y'all can say amen on that one, because y'all are people that hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's why you come to an 8 o'clock service. You got the hunger and thirst for righteousness to come to an 8 o'clock service, but you come drawing, you come wanting, you come wanting to receive, and God makes sure that he fills you. Doesn't he fill you every single time? Blessed are the merciful. Why is that? For they shall obtain mercy. The ones that are full of mercy and extend mercy out into other people, they are the ones that's going to obtain mercy. See, we think that first I obtain mercy, then I give mercy. He says, no, if you're merciful, of course, you already have received it from him. But because you're merciful, you receive mercy. He says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. See, God wants you to receive mercy. And remain to walk in the mercy that he makes new for you every day. But you must remain merciful to be able to step into the mercy that he has in store for you. And you got to remain pure in heart so that you can keep seeing God. Because when you see God, you know exactly what he's doing, how he conducts himself, how, what he's doing, and how I should conduct myself too. Because I'm supposed to be imitators of him, Ephesians 5.1. Supposed to be an imitator of him, just like a dear children. I'm supposed to be a follower of him. I'm supposed to do what he does. And so because of that, I need to see him clearly. And in the midst of strife and situations, we don't see God clearly. We always see is what they did. 
All we know is what they said. All we think about is it. And then we start dropping it through our own reasoning. Seems like they could have did this or should have done that. Or if they was really loving me, this is what they would have said to me. But no, they did this and they did that, which proves that they don't really care nothing about me. Prove they was trying to hurt me. Prove they was trying to jam me. Therefore, I must do them what the way that they did it. They asked for it. They deserve it. And it sound familiar. And he says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Any children of God up in here? Well, then you know who you are. You're blessed to be peacemakers. You're blessed to be peacemakers, which means where where there's no peace, you can make it. Where there's no peace, what can happen? You can make it. Absolutely, you can make it. So don't look at the situation and say, there's no peace up in here, so I'm out of here. There's no peace up in here, so I'm going to make it. That if it don't start no place else, it's starting with me. If it don't happen no place else, it's happening with me. You don't lost your freaking mind right now and you don't know how to act. But that's not going to stop me from being a peacemaker. I'm going to make peace. I'm going to prefer the other one over myself. Because most times when strife and confusion exist, it's because two different mindsets on a matter. And each one fights for supremacy. Each one fights for this is the way it's going to be done. And if you do it anything different, you the dog. But a peacemaker will back up and say, oh, I'm going to prefer you over me. I don't think this is a real good way to do it. But if it means losing the peace that's manifesting here as a result of it, it ain't that deep to me. I forbear. I put up with. I forgive. I'll deal with this because I know that God's with me. And as long as God's with me, we're going to come out all right, even though you crazy right now. Now, you don't tell them that part. That kind of jack up the peacemaking part. Are you listening to it? <laughs> I'm just, you know, amen. Blessed are the pure in their heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, because they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Why is that? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You who are persecuted, don't forget, yours is heaven's way of doing things. You who are persecuted, don't forget, yours is heaven's way of doing things. But what happens is that Remember, two things can happen. You can either be overcome by evil or overcome evil with good. So instead of operating good like heaven does, you now answer evil for evil, which means you stop doing things heaven's way. And thereby, because you were persecuted, now you turn into a persecutor. I hope that makes sense. We turn into persecutors because we're going to let them know and follow them around and we're going to bring it up. Verse 11, blessed are ye when men shall revile you. And persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you. See, the Bible says you're blessed. So if you're so blessed, why are you crying about it? If, if you're so blessed, why are you crying about it? If you're so cre- blessed, why, why, why that vein pop out the side of your head whenever you think about it? And rise up in your neck. It'd be like, you know, that one that rise all up in your neck to be like, you know, be like, dang. Because it's like pushing blood to the head. Blessed are you when men revile you, persecute you. Remember, you've heard it said, but I'm telling you, you're blessed when you get persecuted for my sake. You're blessed when you get persecuted for righteousness sake, for doing the right thing. You're blessed. And say all matter evil against you falsely for my sake. Now notice it say falsely, because if you're tripping and they tell you you're tripping, they ain't persecuting you. If you're late and they're telling you they're going to fire you, you ain't, they ain't persecuting you. 
They prophesying. Amen. <laughs> hey, and you change your ways, everything is straight now. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Now, this is what you ought to do when this stuff happened to you. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. I mean, people, you know that when they persecuted, get exceedingly glad. I mean, people, you know, that rejoice when they get persecuted. Most folk get angry. Most folk get angry. They, they, they get sad. You don't understand. They doing it again. It's happening again. When is this going to stop? When you overcome evil with good? Because otherwise, you're just going to keep getting jammed. It's working. Why change it? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Why is that? For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You ain't the first. They did them too. But he didn't stop talking. Ye are the salt of the earth. You the salt of the earth. That's why they persecuting you. Because you the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall ye be salted? Meaning that don't lose your saltiness based upon the fact that they assaulting you. Don't use your saltiness because of the fact that they assaulting you. Because they assaulting you because they know you are assault. That will change the world. That will preserve the world. That will change everything. And Satan say, I can't let you be all salty. Assault them. So that they can lose their saltiness. Because our saltiness is representative of our godliness. And the moment we step out of our godliness, we just lost our godliness. And the rest of that verse say that makes you not good for nothing but throwing out from that point forward. God say, I can't even use you now. Why? Because you tripping. You've been overcome by evil. Not overcoming evil with good. You're still stuck on what they did. You won't let it go. Because of that, you're becoming salt, less salty, less salty, and less salty. And so because of that, now things are going to spoil because salt stops spoilage. Stuff is going to get worse because salt stops things from getting worse. But if you lose your saltiness, the situation gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Why? Because you allowed it to cause you to not see yourself as blessed not rejoice, but become all sad and mad and discouraged. I just can't go on. It's just, we're not going to, I just can't take this no more. Day after day, you just keep hurting me. Why are you hurting me? Because the devil say, because it works. Until you learn to put them up and fight back, right, right. See, a lot of us think we ought to put them up and we be socking people. no. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, changing of mind patterns and changing of mindsets. So if you lose your saltiness, you ain't no good no more. And thereby you're not eligible for the things that God has in store for you. Because Romans, because Revelations 3 told us that we're the ones that held fast to the word. But you let go of the word when you do that. We're the ones that have not denied the name, but now we deny the name. We're not saying his name is above every name. We're saying that that name is above even his name because that's what I operate according to as Lord rather than him. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you're blessed by what the Word of God had to say. hope that you learned a little bit more about the doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope even more that your faith is rising a little bit more and the biblical fact that God is a God who opens doors for His. So, let's believe God's Word is true 
and benefit from the things that our loving God does for me and you. Let's walk through every door that he opens for me and you. Let's not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the young adult saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something special for you to do. We invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW be hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 